Wednesday podcast, Cheeseman Wine. Well, this year just keeps getting more interesting. And I guess, like, maybe a little better, which I hope it just continues to get a little better. So I thought, let's Cheeseman a ton and wind down. So let's be real. We could really use some downtime, especially after cheesemanging with y'all on the election the last episode but because I am who I am I thought I'd light another little fire of awareness under you guys booty so it's going to get a little personal but it's good to share some testimonies and the importance behind this awareness since last month was breast cancer awareness month On this episode, I'll be diving into breast cancer awareness and the effect it's had on me and my family personally, as well as some advice and how to spread awareness and keep yourself or loved ones safe. Like always, before we dive in, I want to share my wine I'm drinking, which is called the Headliner. It's a red blend. I think it's a new brand that they're selling at um, Target, which I'm not joking, you guys. I love it so much, and I say that about every wine, which clearly I love every wine, but this is so smooth, and like such a perfect dose of tannins and sweetness. It's as if they made it specifically for me, so cheers, you guys. So like kind of TMI, I come from a family of big-breasted women. (laughs) And well, most of the women in my family would say I luckily don't share that same weight, which most of the time makes me think I'm clearly adopted. I've I've been saying that I think something is up, you know, but like lucky them, you know, that they got me. But I am definitely nothing like them. All of the women are big breasted and um, no one in my family that we know of had breast cancer, and so for me, it was never really something to think of hitting close to home um, until it did. In 2008, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, and thankfully, they were able to catch the tumor before it became a bigger thing to handle. And my mom had surgery and underwent radiation treatment um, right away. And I had literally just been um, a freshman in college, And, you know, my my parents didn't want to tell me because I wasn't home and they didn't want me to have to stress out about it. But when I found out, I lost my mind. I, you know, clearly just thought and thought and thought and thought about all the bad things that were going to come from this. And clearly at that time... I wasn't the only one miserable thinking the worst. I know my mom was definitely also taking the bigger hits, not only dealing with the pain of treatment um, and overall fear of what would happen next for her and for us. You know, I know she worried about her family. I know she worried about what we were going to do. And so I was about 19, 20 years old when my mom you know, was going through this battle and kind of getting over it. And it was definitely a rough ride for her, but she has now been 12 years in remission. Woo, mama! And thank God for that because others obviously aren't as blessed with that outcome and some fight for many years to just even touch remission. So 
I know that my mom is so blessed and my, my family is so blessed to know that she has been 12 years in remission and we're so, so grateful for that. The crazy thing is, and this is where awareness is so important, is that my mom had just turned 41. And, you know, mammograms and breast scans aren't really done until after you're 40. And they didn't think it was necessary to go through a mammogram since the physical breast exam showed, you know, no reason. But my mom, as persistent and tough, I mean, she's so persistent, she said, you know, hello, I'm over 40 and my insurance pays for it, so why don't you guys, like, get this done? It's necessary. And that's actually how they found the tumor. And that's a very real example of how undetected breast cancer can be and stay and grow for. Like I said, my family of women have a big breasts. And so sometimes it can be difficult to feel if you're doing your own um, breast exam um, without having a scan done. And sometimes breasts are more dense than others. So, you know, breast cancer detection is so difficult unless you have scans or show a huge lump coming out of your breast. Had my mom not insisted they do a scan, you know, she could have waited a year until her next appointment and it could have gotten worse, it could have gotten bigger, and it could have gotten more serious. So... Cheers to the persistent women out there. Cheers to my mother. Cheers to all the women currently battling or in remission of breast cancer. Um, Stay tough and keep the faith. Cheers. Now, many, many, many people do not know this about me. And I'm sure some of you have had this experience just like me. But I have my own story. Last year in October, my mom had a mammogram and she needed to have an ultrasound because it showed some concern. And, you know, because of her past, she became overwhelmed and thought the worst. As I was too, and because knowing that fear was hitting her, it hit me too. And I prayed so hard. You know, we had gone through so much with her past experience with breast cancer. And I think because we went through that, automatically our minds went to, this is happening again. I asked God that if he needed her to go through this again, to give it to me instead, because I didn't want to see my mom suffer again. You know, they do say, be careful what you ask for. And so, because I was so hyper aware about, you know, her breast exams and her ultrasound, I, you know, started to dig about my own little baby breasts. And, you know, I did feel some concern in my own breast. And I swept it under the rug, like literally saying, it's like probably just my muscle because I have small boobs. Like, duh, it's just muscle. And like, granted, the other ones are just a tad bigger. It's like this one's clearly just muscle. It's just muscle, okay? Well, like clearly since I was you know, knew that there was some concern there in my breast, it like consumed me. I would not stop, you know, feeling it all the time. And I was, you know, like really weirded out. And I started to talk with my mom and even my friends. And I decided, you know what, I need to call the doctor and I really need to get a breast exam. 
I was like online seeing that it could be, you know, an enlarged lymph node or or it actually could be just my muscle, just like a little bit, a little tough. She's a little tough. But, you know, I just started like losing my mind and um, I decided, you know, I just need to figure out what the doctor will say and have them check on it. So during my breast exam, she is filling around. Before she was filling around, she started explaining to me that, yes, the internet was right. It could be a lymph node. It could be muscle. And then she started going digging in there. And she did say, you know, there's something that's there that I think should be checked out. And so I was scheduled for a mammogram and an ultrasound, which I'll explain that since because of my age, I had never had one, and I, you know, didn't really know what to expect, and I don't think any of my friends really ever know what it really means besides hearing it from their mom's perspective, but I'll give you guys some insight on what that was like. So let me just take a little sip before I talk about this little um, finding out moment. So... My mom and my cousin had told me that it would hurt and that they squish your boob so much and you just like stand there as that pain just stays there. And well, unsure if it hurts bigger breasts because like I said, I was hearing from bigger breasted women and I don't have that. I don't have I don't have big boobs, guys, you know, just letting everybody know now. I have a very small breast, and it didn't really hurt. I mean, honestly, it was just very uncomfortable, but they do. They they actually squish your boob, like, literally squish it, which is very uncomfortable, and they, you know, they squish it in all these different types of angles between these, like, clear plates, and then this machine just, like, rotates around you while you, like, hold your breath for a while, and so it's, like, literally just, like, your boobs just, like, literally squish and your, your body's, like, just, like, against, like, this machine thing. It's, like, so awkward and, and obviously, like, uncomfortable. But it didn't hurt me. It was just, like, a tractor being, like, and then it was done. And it took a while because, like I said, they had to do different angles. And they didn't just do the boob that, like, felt had some little baby um, concern. They did both of them, which which was kind of annoying. But, I mean, they did it, and it didn't hurt. It was fine. Now, the mammogram just takes, like, um, MRI or x-ray shots of what could possibly be inside your boob. And then the ultrasound is a lot clearer picture um, that they just, like, literally just put jelly. And it's, like, in the clinic that I went to, it was so gorgeous because, like, they put, like, spa music and... They have um, a diffuser with, like, essential oils, and, oh, my God, it was so calming, and, you know, the gel is so warm. Wow, the ultrasound is, it's not a good time to, like, have to know that they're searching for something wrong in your boob, but it was definitely a very calming experience while you're freaking out at the same time. So after my scans and pictures were examined, the doctor called me into his office with my mom and told me that unfortunately 
they found not one, but two tumors, and that I'd need a biopsy to check if they were benign or malignant. And so, of course, I would be, um, have twin girls. Like, I had to have not one, but two. I'm extra, guys. It's just normal. So, let's sip to that chest tightness bomb because it was not fun to hear that. I was like, okay, so I'm gonna die, basically. Because if you guys know me, like I said, I think the worst. So, let's sip. Let's take a little baby sip. Because it was not a good little baby moment for me. I was stressed. So, like, clearly it was definitely a hard pill to swallow, and this was going to be, um, you know, consuming my worries for a while, especially trying to think the best thoughts instead of the worst. That's exactly what I do on the regu- on a regular basis is always think the worst, and not only did I have one of tumor to worry about, you know, now I have to think about two. So... Leading up to the biopsy, I'm clearly praying extremely hard, as I know a lot of my loved ones did too. And the biopsy needed to be done on each of the tumors. So they lay me down. I'm so scared because, one, I hate pain. Um, But then again, there they were with the gorge you know, spa music and the essential oils filling my lungs. Um, They put some anesthetic, which was actually the worst of the pain, um, while the procedure started. And I had them cover my eyes with a cloth because I was so scared. And the biopsy just, like, sounded scary. Like, they, like, obviously, they like, you can't really feel anything. You can just feel pressure. But, like, in my head, I was imagining what was going on. So I was like, put that cloth over me, girl. Like, I don't want to know what's happening. So they, you know, you know, put a little scalpel in there. And the equipment that they used to do the biopsy literally sounded like an ear piercing gun snapping. And they did it like 10 times for each tumor. So it was like, ta, ta, ta. And that was actually the scariest part. I, like, teared up a bit because I was like, what are they doing to me? Like, I don't even know. But granted, I knew it was all for a purpose. And like I said, they did it for both tumors. And, you know, after that, they just applied pressure and stopped. I stopped bleeding and was told, you know, they'd call me with the results when they got back. And that was it. And the doctor who did the procedure was extremely nice. I probably asked like 800 million like questions. It was so embarrassing, but she was so informative. She knew I was scared. She answered everything. And I, uh, I applaud that lady. She is an angel. So, like, right as soon as we leave, and I'm talking, like, I just sat in the car, I felt like I had been freaking shot. I'm talking about shot, like, with a bullet. And I've never been shot with a bullet before, so, like, how would I know, right? Like, what am I talking about? But I imagine it feels like this because... 
And then again, I'm dramatic. If you guys don't know me, I'm so dramatic. So I was like, oh, like I was freaking out. But my mom was with me and my mom has gone through this before. So she knew, girl, yes, it is not fun. So thank God I had my mom, you know, who had been through everything and took care of me and was able to help me understand that everything was going to be okay. A couple days later, the doctor called me and told me that both of my tumors were benign and they were diagnosed as fibroadenomas. And fibroadenomas are among the most common non-cancerous, which are benign breast tumors, in young women. And, you know, treatment, obviously, they do a biopsy to evaluate the tumor and will either have surgery to remove it or just keep an eye on it. And lucky for me, I got checked out um, six months after my biopsy and they said that no surgery was recommended, that they would just keep an eye on it. And that was a hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We were so excited. My mom, you know, cried. I know it was probably so stressful for her. Um, And I was just Like, yes, you guys can stay in me, you little tumors. But thank you for not being sketch and scary. You guys can stay. You don't have to pay rent. I wish you did. But you're not scary. So the crazy thing of this all is although it's benign, some women do not hear that result. And, you know, maybe reading that breast lump lumps in young women are common to be benign. That's not always the case. My mom's ultrasound from last year ended up to be a cyst. And we both had genetics tests for the different BRCA genes that have been found to impact a person's chances of actually developing breast cancer. And my mom and I did not show genes associated to the mutations of that. So we are not carriers of the breast cancer gene. However, you just never know. The doctor informed us that, you know, some my mom obviously is not a carrier of that gene and had breast cancer. Breast cancer is seriously so, so, so common. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. While you can't actually prevent this cancer, it is important to be proactive about your health. And I've attached a couple of links to the description, and one of them being a free healthy living and personal risk guide to help you protect your overall health and assess your breast cancer risks. Um, You just need to like literally put in your address and they will send it to you. Like I said, I never would have thought in my whole life that I would have two little baby tumors just chilling in my breast right now, literals. They're just hanging out. And never in my life would I have ever imagined my mother, you know, going through the battle of breast cancer. And I know so many of my friends and loved ones whose parents, whose mothers, whose aunts, whose cousins, whose sisters are seriously affected by breast cancer. Not only do they have um, loved ones who have passed, but who are currently at this moment battling breast cancer. I don't want to get choked up, but I do want to give a cheers to all the people listening who have lost somebody to breast cancer. You guys are so tough. 
stay strong. And for those who have loved ones battling it, um, this one's for you. Cheers. Also, to spread more awareness and support the cause, to all my wine lovers, I've attached another link to Sutter Home's breast cancer campaign. If you mail in any Sutter Home corks, screw caps, or capsules to trigger a donation um, from started September, it started, and ending December 31st, for each one that they receive in mail, they will donate a dollar to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And their end goal is up to $60,000. So buy your Sutter Homes wines, guys, and mail in your corks or screw caps to them so that way you can have them donate to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. And we're not stopping there. Considering my mom's birthday was just at the beginning of this month, happy birthday, mama. I got her a gorgeous breast cancer charm bracelet bracelet from Brighton. It, she actually picked it out. She actually <laughs> sent it to me. But it's a breast cancer um, charm bracelet. It's part of Brighton's breast cancer campaign. And they donate $10 for every Power of Pink jewelry piece purchased to breast cancer organizations. Already, they have raised $7 million to date. So... If you have a loved one who has battled breast cancer or if you have lost somebody to breast cancer, this is such a gorgeous, gorgeous pieces of reminding of awareness to breast cancer. Um, I know my mom loves having her um, pink, pink things, her pink stuff, um, you know, to always spread awareness for what she's gone through. And I think it's really important to do that in the smallest way possible, which is just wearing something that shows that awareness. And if you guys just want to donate, I have also attached a link to the description to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. If you guys want to put in whatever amount you want, um, if you're interested in donating to the cause, um, I have attached their link to the description. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening to this episode of Cheeseman Wine. Please rate the podcast five stars and write a review if you haven't already done so. And follow and subscribe to the channel. Remember, wear your gorge masks on your gorgeous little baby faces. We are still in a pandemic. Okay, so please... Do that, y'all. Please wear your masks. (laughs) Let me know on my Instagram if there is any cheesement you are ready to hear about because y'all know I got it. I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. Bye. Bye.